This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Now you have two blonde bimbos in a party that is clueless. Sandra should stay in the kitchen where she belongs. Fly with the crows and get shot. Dumb broad, a good place for her to be is with the rest of the queers. All right. Welcome to this hour of the program. Rob Breckenridge with you. 403-974-TALK is a number 974-8255. So that was a snippet of Sandra Jansen speaking in the legislature. Her first member statement since joining the NDP caucus last week. And what she was referencing were some of the comments made in social media about her following her announcement last week. So I wanted to spend some time talking about that today. There's some some developments worth noting regarding the, the Sandra Jansen situation. I think a lot of you have a lot to say on it. Uh, now, I would certainly defer on, on a lot of these points to, to my colleague, Danielle Smith. You might have heard her earlier today. Danielle, obviously, being both a woman and a former politician, I think can speak more directly to what it's like for women in politics and how politicians of all stripes need to deal with hateful people online. Right? I think there have always been hateful people. The internet, and in particular social media, gives them a platform. And we can condemn that, and we should condemn that. But that's not going to make it go away, and that's the sad reality. Sandra Jansen's one example of, of someone who's had to deal with this is probably many in politics. I'm sure Mayor Ninch could come on and could tell us um, over his years in politics some of what he's had to deal with in terms of things being said about him. There are hateful, misogynist, racist, anti-gay people out there uh, who will make a point of showing their true colors when they proclaim their hatred on social media, especially in Twitter and Facebook when people can be anonymous, they feel they can say whatever they want to say. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why they do it. But I don't think it's going away either. Right. As someone pointed out, well, Sandra Jansen left the PC party because she said there were people within the party who were saying nasty things to her. Now she's in the NDP. People are still saying nasty things to her. Right. So are we going to make it go away? What are we hoping to accomplish here at this point? Obviously, we can condemn this. There's no place in politics for this. But I think these trolls, they know that they're not trying to make legitimate points. They're filled with hatred, and they've got a, a, a platform for it. I think what's important is ensuring that this kind of stuff doesn't go mainstream. That we don't have actual politicians talking this way. You know, with everything being said, this is getting national attention today. There's one uh, individual in particular who I, I think you can find his, his name. This is an individual who's been in the news in the past, uh, but calls himself the Canadian Cynic. Has about 10,000 followers on Twitter. And he's had a lot to say over the last couple of days about uh, some of the hatred being directed at Sandra Jansen. Some of the misogyny, he says, is coming from the the far right or from websites like Rebel Media, etc. 
But this is a guy who has no problem at all using the C word when it comes to female politicians with whom he disagrees. And I pointed to some examples of that. So I think a lot of people maybe need to check themselves. If you've used that kind of language to talk about politicians, you really don't have any place to be condemning others who would use hateful or vile language to describe politicians. Now, I wrote a column about Sandra Jansen that criticized her decision to join the NDP. I stand by that 100%. I can condemn what's being said about her. There's, There's no conflict there. Someone last night tweeted at me. And said, ahem, Rob Breckenridge, and pointed to Don Braid's column on, on what Sandra Jansen had said in the legislature yesterday. I said, well, why, why are you sharing that with me? I'm well aware of this. In fact, on Friday, on Twitter and on this program, I was calling out and condemning some of those very comments that Sandra Jansen pointed out yesterday. In fact, my colleague Joe McFarland posted this on Twitter today. It's a screenshot from one of these Facebook groups. Where last week somebody wrote, I just learned the Rob Breckenridge show on 770 that one of their staff received a screenshot of comments posted to this site and released it in a tweet on QR 770. They are trying to make members of this site look bad. Someone on this post is obviously a traitor and has forwarded private info from a closed group to a radio station. Anyway, they didn't care. (laughs) <laughs> they don't care that, that people might be sharing these, these comments, taking screenshots of these comments. Uh, it's disgusting stuff. And I said it last week, and I knew it wouldn't make a difference, but I said it last week. When we first heard that Sandra Jansen was crossing the floor of the New Democrats, I said people are going to be mad. And there are going to be some people who are going to say awful things, awful and hateful, vile things. Don't do it. You're not helping anything. If you believe that the NDP need to be defeated in the next election, if you believe that Sandra Jansen has betrayed her constituents and that she deserves to lose in the next election, guess what? You're not helping anything by using the B word or the C word to throw insults at her. Quite the opposite. When Sandra Jansen spoke yesterday, there was a standing ovation from all members of all parties. The more you do this, the more sympathy there is for her because most reasonable and rational people don't want anything to do with that and realize that somebody on the receiving end of that kind of stuff is a victim and doesn't deserve that. So if your goal is to get people like that out of politics or make sure they're defeated in the last election, you're hurting your cause by creating sympathy for them. You're hurting your cause by making this the story. As opposed to Sandra Jansen joining the NDP last week. As I said, I disagree strongly with what she did. And if she were here, I'd say that to her. But if Sandra Jansen were here, I'd also shake her hand. I'd welcome her to the program. I'd ask her some tough questions, and then I'd thank her for coming. We can still treat people like human beings, even if we strongly disagree with them. Now, news today, and uh, we first broke this story, Alberta Justice confirming that Sandra Jansen has been provided a security detail via the Executive Protection Unit. That's a branch of the Alberta Sheriff's Department. Now, we don't know the full details on what led to that, but it does sound as like it stems from uh, everything that happened since she announced her decision last week. 
obviously people online calling her the B word and the C words and everything else, those aren't threats per se. That's not enough to say, wow, we got to get some, some protection on her. Clearly, if that's the decision that was made, there was something very specific that at this point we don't know about. Now, a member can request protection from the Alberta sheriffs. They would go through a threat assessment process. But it's not a decision made lightly. These are well-trained individuals. This is costly protection. This is what the premier has. This is what visiting dignitaries to Alberta would have for protection. Right, so this is sort of the, the top of the top when it comes to security in Alberta. Now, I understand that the premier can intervene, and that can either speed up the process or maybe make the decision itself. If the premier says that person needs a security detail, maybe that's all it takes. But certainly the premier has some say. Now, Danielle Smith, I don't know if she mentioned this on the air, but she was talking about it today, uh, that she received some very specific death threats when she was in politics. And there was a threat assessment done. And I think ultimately, uh, after they you know, checked out her house, checked out everything else, uh, she was given uh, a pager and a way to contact a uh, security detail if if needed. So, again, to, to go to this extent, to provide this, this security detail, now these are people who are with her constantly, who are driving her from place to place. That's pretty serious. So, again, I don't know what's happened. I don't know what's led to that. Uh, but if it is at that point, then clearly things are a little out of hand here. So, obviously, this all needs to be dialed back several degrees. Because now this story is taking on a, a whole different direction here. All right. 403-974-8255. Your thoughts on, on everything that we've been hearing and seeing over the last few days. Uh, and now this whole issue that's been raised about the kinds of things that are said about and to politicians. And I think Danielle said it well today. That kind of stuff probably isn't ever going away. Maybe we can help reduce it. Maybe we can help marginalize it. But I don't think we're going to make it go away. But if you're in the public spotlight, people are going to find ways to say awful and hateful things about you and to you. Let's go to the phones. Ed has been uh, waiting a while here. Ed, good afternoon. Yeah, I just want to say the main cause of this, we never had this problem before Jason Kenney came in. Um, when I had friends that were up at Red Deer, he busted in a whole bunch of supporters, and they were literally screaming baby killer at her and jason just stood there and didn't do anything to stop it and that was the final straw to put her over the edge it was just disgusting and writing vulgar comments on her nomination forms he was aware of that he never called any of this out at the time well i don't know if he was aware of that i don't know if he, you was, know if he was aware he was, of that. well how do you was, know he was aware of that i talked to people that actually saw him in close proximity to people yelling those things to her and he did not do anything to stop it all right. Well, look, if, if that's the case, and that does not reflect well on him. Okay, thank you. Okay, Ed, appreciate the phone call. Now, the PC party is looking into what exactly happened in Red Deer. Now, after that, after Sandra Jansen said that was why she was dropping out of the race, we reached out to her to see if she'd come on the program. This was before she switched parties. Uh, she didn't come on then either. And we did have Jason Kenny on to give his version of events. 
And so he maintains that he was not aware of, of that stuff. Jason Kenney tweeted yesterday, quote, I agree with our premier and with Sandra Jansen that vile personal attacks must be condemned. No place for this language or these attitudes. So I don't know, but it does sound as though the rumors about what was being said to Sandra Jansen in Red Deer, that there's something to that, that there clearly were people there to target her and to say those things to her. And there's no place for that. And I've said a zillion times, Sandra Jansen may have legitimate reasons for feeling that she can no longer sit in the PC party. But embracing the NDP and deciding that the NDP is doing a great job and that they're moderate and centrist, that's a separate decision. One does not automatically lead to the other. And again, it was Sandra Jansen's own statement following the conference in Red Deer. She was the one who said, it is time now to fight for our party. Even though she was dropping out of the race, said it's time to fight for our party. But it doesn't sound like she was willing to do so. So again, maybe it became too much. I don't know. We don't know the whole details. Now, at some point, the party's going to come back with their own version of what happened in Red Deer. What's going to happen maybe to people who were involved in that sort of thing? It may well be that individuals are expelled, that they're banned from the PC party. I think the PC party needs to send a message that that kind of stuff is not okay. I don't wonder what Sandra Jansen would say at that point. Let's take a break here. We'll come back. Got some more time for your calls. 403-974-8255. We're back after this. All right, welcome back. 403-974-8255. This text here says, well, that guy said his friend said it was true, so it must be true. Yeah, look, um, I don't know that that's enough to conclude that Jason Kenney was aware of what was going on. You know, there are some who theorize that, you know, Jason Kenney has a vested interest in, in driving people out of the race. Maybe. Maybe at the same time, maybe it... it Serves them well to have more people in the race, more people that are splitting the anti-Kenny vote. But I, I do think, and there's something to be said about, you know, his, his hope to get a first ballot victory in this leadership race, and that's important to him. So I, I don't know. It, it, is it theoretically possible that uh, Kenny unleashed his horde, knowing that it might drive Sandra Jansen out of the race? Maybe. But I haven't seen any proof of that yet. Another one here says, Ed's comment is absurd. Obviously, this kind of stuff happened to prior to Kenny. If it happened to Daniel Smith, Ed has his own anti-Kenny agenda. Yeah, sure. I mean, a lot of people have agendas here. Obviously, Sandra Jansen's looking to do maximum political damage to Jason Kenny's campaign. Uh, obviously, Rachel Notley is looking to do maximum political damage to conservatives, to the right. I think Rachel Lally's smart enough to realize she may well face a united conservative party led by Jason Kenney in the next election. So what's her best bet? Her best bet is to portray her party as the true home of moderates and centrists and that they're the ones going up against the far right. So sure, everybody's got an agenda here. Everyone's got some vested interests here. But I think the point is that what's being said the kinds of things being said on social media about female politicians is legitimately happening. And it's not just Sandra Jansen. I mean, it's women of all political stripes. We've talked to Michelle Rempel about what she's gone through. The harassment on Twitter got to a point where someone was actually criminally charged. Obviously, even Rachel Notley herself Recall last year, was it? 
and I think it was maybe during some of the Bill 6 debate, and things got so heated that some awful, awful things were being posted on the Wild Rose Party's own Facebook page, and it got to the point where Brian Jean, the leader of the Wild Rose, uh, felt compelled to speak out and denounce that stuff. So it, it is happening. It does happen. Now, look, maybe it's uh, a small, tiny little fringe. Or maybe it really is hundreds or thousands of people. I don't know. I don't know. I think politics would be much better off if we had none of that. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to go away. Let's go back to the phones here. Uh, Daryl has called in. Daryl, good afternoon. Hey, Rob, how are you? Um, You know, I've always said, if you want change, it needs to come from the top and work itself down. And when you take a look at the last couple of years, the people that represent us, if you've ever watched a session of either legislature, the way they talk to each other, while it's the wording is, you know, doesn't go far, the tone and the catcalling and all that kind of stuff, it's like watching children uh, debate a lot of times, you know? And then you look at the amount of MLAs and MPs in the last couple of years who have been, you know, making dumb comments on Twitter or Facebook and getting in trouble, i.e. Derek Childebrandt, or, you know, we have um, our, our prime minister getting in some form of fisticuffs in the MP in a session and then you have accusations of sexual harassment from MPs to each other and also uh, you know discrimination between politicians and all these accusations so they all need to take a good look at themselves you know because they're the leaders and they need to change their attitudes and maybe their followers will change their attitudes along with them yeah maybe Daryl appreciate the phone call uh, again, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I don't know who's working directly for Kenny or they're just uh, zealots who happen to like Kenny. I, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, I do know what Jason Kenny has said publicly, what he said on this show, what he has said about and to Sandra Jansen. Well, Jason Kenny himself has, has never attacked Sandra Jansen. Sandra Jansen, on the other hand, you know, made it clear many times that she doesn't like Jason Kenney, doesn't want to uh, serve in the same party as Jason Kenney, wants nothing to do with Jason Kenney. Right, and that's fine. That's fine. That's politics. So I, I don't know. Can we blame Jason Kenney for this? That seems unfair to me. Now, you know, Jason Kenney should be careful then about who he's teaming up with or who he's got working on his behalf. And if they're running around doing stupid things, saying stupid things, that's going to come back to bite him. So hopefully he's not involved in any of this. uh, Because I think there are a lot of reasonable conservatives, men and women, who don't want the NDP to win the next election, who do like and respect Jason Kenney and think he might be a good premier because he's got some good ideas. If Jason Kenney is really involved in this or encouraging this sort of thing, then he's betraying all of those people. Because it's going to be a disaster in the end. If that's what's really going on here. All right, let's go back to the phones. Uh, Don has called in. Don, good afternoon. Yeah, hello. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just we I even want to take the politics out of this. We would never accept. Parents would never accept this of their children. The vast majority of workplaces would not allow this type of conversation and these types of comments. But yet, somehow, people think that. It's acceptable to say that about women, to say what, and, and 
women, minorities, people in uh, people who aren't in who aren't the majority, basically. And we just don't. It's it should be removed from politics completely and society in general. Well, okay, but that that seems like wishful thinking. It would be it would be nice if there weren't hateful, ignorant people. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Um, But at the same time, this is this is these are the people who want to lead us and be our leaders, and uh, they should be also trying to model the type of behavior that. Okay. Well, that that's fair. But what what politicians are we talking about here? What what politician has said or done anything? That, that's even remotely close to what we're talking about here. No, but it was just like the previous caller said that it can start at the top and work its way down. And well, sometimes maybe. the people on social media and the people who are making those comments could think twice. Well, look, we need to be careful, too, because we have got a, a right as citizens to criticize our elected officials. Now, a lot of people seem upset with me because I wrote a column yesterday criticizing Sandra Jansen for what she did. And I think the notion seems to be that, Rob, she's going through a tough time. People have said awful things about her. You shouldn't be criticizing her. And my response is, look, I can condemn that, too. But that doesn't take away my right to to hold our elected officials to account and to criticize them when I think they've done wrong. Uh, and, And I won't stop doing that. I think some awful things have been said about Rachel Notley. That's not going to stop me from, from criticizing her when I think she's, she's made poor decisions. And you're right. You can criticize without getting to the awful things that have been said about Rachel Notley, about Danielle Smith, about Sandra Jensen. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let, let's be careful, too, I, I think, about conflating that. Um, so, I, but I, I, think, I think in general we agree here. Mm. Don. I appreciate Thanks. the phone call. Thanks for that. Let's uh, let's get Devin in here. Devin, go ahead. Rob. Yes. Yes, I have an idea. It's called direct democracy. It's called the Alberta Voters Bill of Rights. You give people the right to binding petition, which leads to referendums, which leads to recalls, which leads to new bills, repealing bills, changing laws. Give the people the power, and you'll see less of this anger. This anger. Um, really? I don't know. We could look at jurisdictions that have that. I don't, I don't know that you would see less of this kind of stuff. Well, you will certainly be able to divert anger from social media and put it to paper. Well, That's where it needs to go. Maybe. Maybe. Devin, I appreciate the phone call. I'm all, all for direct democracy. I'm all for voter recall. I'm all for citizens' initiative. Uh, but I think that's the wrong way to make the case for that. So you better give us that. Otherwise, we're going to get mad and say awful things. Right? I don't think holding your breath and stomping your feet is the way to get things. Uh, I think there's a rational case to be made for, for that kind of direct democracy that Devin's talking about. Listen, we'll keep this conversation going after 1.30. Got a few other things I want to get to later on today, 2 o'clock. We're going to get the details on this electricity market announcement from the NDP. And coming up at 2.30 today, the one and only legendary voice of Hockey Night in Canada, Bob Cole, in studio talking about his new book. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 12.30 on News Talk 770 Calgary.